Hi, and welcome to Comfortable in Your Own Skin podcast. I'm Andrea Gullick, speaker, writer, and international mentor. Together, we're going to walk the path of becoming comfortable in our own skin by seeking radical honesty with yourself, making conscious choices, and living a life on point. And the only way you can live a life on point is to be comfortable in your own skin. And the only way to become comfortable in your own skin is to begin to ask why you're not already. Maybe it's untethering from family stories, from generational patterns. Maybe you've had encounters with trauma or hardship. Maybe you've just always questioned Who am I exactly? Irrespective of anything that's happened, anything you have or haven't done, this is a journey of how to just be you, comfortable in your own skin. So many of these topics that I share about are so interrelated. Like there's not really one aspect of this journey of being comfortable in our own skin that that stands alone, really. It's a combination of really untying and untethering from these stories and these meanings. And I talk about it probably on every podcast. It comes back to what are we making this mean? What's the story that's attached? And because that is what creates the discomfort for us in so many ways is how we feel like we will be viewed. How will we be judged? Have we experienced criticism that we want to try to avoid? And so it's so, you know, it's so raw and it's so real. It, there isn't really anyone that I know that is is comfortable with the discomfort of being them. And there's just there's so much that is can be unseen that can be go unnoticed that is not not conscious to us it's in our subconscious which is kind of like this hidden little box of anarchy that's sort of stored somewhere in the back of our mind where there's the memories and the feelings of certain things that that get ignited again as as we go through our lifetime that we're really kind of embedded then there when we were we were young like our innocence was we were so tender and and this is this is why I love inner child work as as much as it brings people such discomfort to go back to times when they were younger and but that really is where the key is because a lot of what we feel and think about who we are comes from when we weren't old enough to be able to disassociate from people's behaviors and people's words and people's maybe expectations on us and who we are it's like they melded and molded welded melded molded whatever word you want to use let us make mine up into one so the words, the, the 
projections, the experiences, the all of those things when we were young, we made that mean something about who we are. We made it mean something about how safe it was to be us, how comfortable in our own skin we were allowed to be. And we live out those patterns. Most of the people that I work with are middle-aged women because they've lived long enough in the cycle of dysfunction to begin to recognise that it's not the way it needs to be. It's not the way they want it to be. We get to this crossroad in our life where we have to know why we feel this way, why I think this way, why I react this way, why, why, why. And it will almost always, in particular with the work that I do, take us back to a time so that we can begin to disassociate, that we can begin to open up to the fact that a lot of these things had nothing to do with us. Whether we had expectations placed on us, whether we were neglected in some way, whether we were not seen and not heard, whether we weren't understood, whether we were ridiculed or, or held on a pedestal. These things had nothing to do with us. They have to do with, with the people who were kind of behind these, these situations. And for so many people, they didn't do it deliberately. It's not like parents or teachers or, or coaches or anything like that get up and think, I'm deliberately going to crush the soul of this little person in front of me. There are, sure, people that probably do. They probably get quite a kick out of having some sort of authority over, over younger people, more vulnerable people, absolutely. But for the most part, the people that kind of helped shape who we become don't necessarily know the way in which they are shaping our subconscious. Just like now as, a, as an adult for me, as a parent, there's absolutely things that I've done and said that has shaped the way my children feel about who they are. I'd like to think that we have an open door policy of communication. Sometimes I might have to drag it out of them, but I'm willing to hear what they've got to say. And it hasn't necessarily always felt great because I was doing the best that I could, but I missed the mark. I missed the mark on certain things. And they've shared that with me. And so in this journey of beginning to uncover for ourselves, we also have to recognise that we we all, in some ways, are the victim and the perpetrator. And can we make our peace with that? Can we make our peace with the fact that if we have certain stories and, and certain uh, roles that we've played or certain labels that we've given ourselves and these have come from interactions and it's in our subconscious that maybe we've not recognised before. 
can we also make our peace with the fact that that would have played out in some way for other people that maybe we're not conscious of? And maybe we've made them feel less than or too much or not enough or inadequate or... And what happens if, you know, this is the way to... This is the way to peace and this is the way to harmony is to be able to not only seek the forgiveness of situations and, and people and, and experiences that have maybe left us on a journey of really beginning to question who we are and whether we're worthy and am I enough? Can we seek our own forgiveness? the fact that maybe we've done that and not been aware of it and can we seek our own forgiveness for continuing to do that to ourselves because there's a point in time where we do grow up and we do move beyond the expectations or the or the different environments that we find ourselves in that may not be conducive to us feeling the most comfortable in our own skin. We will move beyond those. We will move beyond living within our family in, you know, the house, a house setting. We will move beyond school settings. We will move beyond friendships. We will move beyond workplace environments. We are the one constant. And are we willing to move beyond our own continuation of those experiences? So if you heard the words, you'll never amount to anything. You know, I've come across clients, you know, where teachers have said, you'll never amount to anything. Where maybe parents have said, you're bloody hopeless, you'll never amount to anything. But if that is the story you keep telling yourself when you've moved beyond that situation, then the tender point is coming back to you are now your own perpetrator because you have moved beyond what they see of you and what they expect of you. And you've moved into what do you see of you? What do you believe of you? And are you willing to give yourself permission to see yourself through the eyes of love, through the eyes of opportunity, through the eyes of compassion and forgiveness, irrespective of the eyes and the perceptions of others? That's a really tender point to get to because that takes an opportunity and responsibility to to be kinder to yourself, to move beyond blame and shame. And so this is the thing though, isn't it, that there becomes this kind of moment of truth when you accept, if you're willing to accept that at a certain point, we have all became our own perpetrators if we are adults, which I highly doubt there's many children listening to my podcast. So 
I'm gonna I'm gonna lay bets that you're an adult if you're listening. So are you at the point in your life where you are willing to take radical and pure responsibility, which allows you the opportunity to change what is not what is not uh, congruent for you, which that which is not working for you, that which is not fulfilling for you. And that takes honouring the fact that there is an aspect of sitting in blame for what has happened that allows you to escape the responsibility of now being your own either perpetrator or saviour. Because truth be known, we can't go back. We can't revisit our younger years. We can't revisit our school days. We can't revisit old workplaces. We can't revisit the past and change any of that. We can emotionally, we can energetically, absolutely, in terms of going back into that inner child time and and beginning to witness and and love the innocence of who we were and who we are and making sure that they feel safe within us to be able to move beyond these old stories, these old patterns, these old perceptions. But we have to be willing to see that it's us. It is it is our journey. It is our opportunity. And you don't have to. You don't have to stop blaming. You don't have to keep looking back and 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 saying, well, they said this and they treated me like this and they didn't do that and I went without this and they got that and she got this and I didn't. And you can sit there for sure. This is your life. This is you're responsible for it. But I offer you the the chance to see that. That is you being the perpetrator. That is you being able to avoid some of the discomfort of what it is to be human. And that at any point in our life, we get to recognise, yes, those things weren't comfortable. Those things gave me a false narrative of who I am and how I fit and what I need to be and what I need to do. They did. And I can show myself love for that. I can show myself compassion for that. I can show myself understanding for that. And yet here I am today, in this moment, right here, right now, with the freedom to choose whether those situations, whether going back there constantly whether looking out there at my mum or my dad or my sibling or my boss or my friend or my ex-partner or my, or my, or my. You can look at that out there often if you want. But unless you're bringing that back in and creating a new translation, it will be the thing that holds you captive and you are the one that holds the key to that. 
if you keep revisiting those things and it makes you feel uncomfortable, you will never become comfortable in your own skin. It is when we can look at those things, we can understand those things from a, from a higher level of awareness of I see how I began to think like that. I see how I began to question myself or force myself or doubt myself. I can see I, I have this awareness now that really gives me a clearer vision and a clearer view of how I got here today and how I how I kind of embedded these discomforts within me and yet I have everything within me to begin to walk a different path to literally put on my own friggin Wonder Woman or Superman hero whatever the cape of it doesn't have to be that way and what it is is really just opening up that flow of love and I keep coming back to that because that's what it's about that yes maybe there were situations and experiences that made us forget how to love who we are that told us we were not lovable that we had to do a certain thing or be a certain way to to gain the love and trust of of others and yet today here in this moment are you willing to gain the love and the trust of yourself to really begin to recognize who you are beyond beyond the messages beyond the the patterns beyond the behaviors that served its purpose in keeping you safe when you weren't old enough to be able to disassociate, to distance yourself from their actions and reactions are not who I am. Their expectations and criticisms are not who I am. And that's the choice point in this moment right here. You get to decide. You get to say. You get to believe. You get to embody exactly who you know you are. And sometimes that, that's not obvious. Sometimes the depth of who we are, like at our most purest essence, is so far down underneath all of this other stuff, under family, social, school, societal, all the, all of that because there's so much of it. There's so much that says you must live like this. You must react like that. You must respond like this. You must, like all of it, there's so much emotionally, physically that may not be who you are. And the most telling sign, the most telling sign that you're not in alignment, the easiest way to know that you are not in alignment with your heart and soul and that who you are is congruent with who you know to be is the level of discomfort. How uncomfortable is your life right now? How much 
are external factors contributing to how you feel within your skin. That's, that's a sign. That's a sign that you have an amazing opportunity to begin a beautiful, gentle, inquisitive journey onto why you're not comfortable. And are you still leaning into somebody else's truth about you? Are you still listening to those voices that want to keep you safe, but they certainly don't want you at peace? Because for you to be at peace means that you may just step outside of your comfort zone. And out of your comfort zone is not safe. And so that's the opportunity. How comfortable I am, am I? Do I want to get more comfortable? Am I willing to look within? It's a, it's a wild ride. I think you should try it.